there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. I'm Andrew Saltmarsh. I am Luke Robertson. And I'm Cam Smith. You boys had a good week? It's been all right. It's been all right. Did you see the the bloody news? Which news? Did you see that huge chook? I did see the huge chook. I did see that today. Do you think that's a conspiracy? Well, I'm a bit worried that it's predictive programming for something. But I don't want to see what it's predictive programming for. Well, here's the thing, right? We all know that birds came from dinosaurs, yes. right? This has been proven time and time again. Well, proven by... Jurassic Park. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, it's a scientific fact. Yes. Yeah. yeah, right? I mean, if, if that's what you want to believe, then yeah. fine. So, is this giant chicken devolving and is this programming us for the coming of Godzilla? Mm. Or is it just programming us for the opening up of the hollow earth where the dinosaurs are? Possibly. Or giant chicken that we get to eat. Yeah. KFC's bringing out a new box. Speaking of wildlife, (laughs) eh? Fuck, this is how you do a segue, boys. Speaking of wildlife, previously on the Hypothetical Institute. If the WWF doesn't have enough Illuminati world Masonic clout to keep WWF, but the world... Wildlife Federation yeah, how, does. How are they not winning that lawsuit? How powerful are the Masons in control of the WWF? The actual, the, the pandas. The, the panda guys. This week we are going to discuss the WWF because we're like, oh, well, let's just have a look. Yeah. What? Let's see if there's anything there. There might be something dodgy about the WWF. Maybe. There might be like one or two little things. And about what, these bloody panda cuddlers. What did we find about some, the, the panda cuddlers? Jesus Christ. There's like... All right, there's some, there's the normal cooked business. Yeah. And then there's like... Wait, what is the normal cooked business? I My standards for normal uh, doing this podcast have shifted do greatly. We, do we need to preface this with the fact that like some of us are actually on board with this? I think we're all on board. <laughs> we're with all on board WWF with how dodgy the WWF is. Okay. But like the baseline for this podcast is that anything is being orchestrated by Satanists. Yeah, by a hidden hand. Yeah. But, there, so there's that for the WWF, and then there's some other stuff. Do Where we, do we start with this one? I the th- WWF, for anyone who's lived under a rock for the last however many years, is like, they're called the World Wildlife Fund for Nature now. Yeah, changed their name. Which is kind of super weird, they changed their name after the WWE thing. Yeah. Well, it's is like, that just a power it's move? It's like, fuck you, you can't use your name, and now we're changing ours. Yeah. It was it was interesting. Last week we talked about how one guy had the theory that the NWO wrestling group was the, just a scheme so that when you tried to Google the New World Order, when you were starting to wake up, you're like, oh, Google the NWO, see what this is all about. Nothing would come up but the wrestling. Hmm. I found when I tried to Google WWF Illuminati, Google was like, uh, you sure you don't mean WWE Illuminati? And it was all wrestling. <laughs> yes, and... I think that is because one of the problems I found searching WWF Illuminati was there's probably not enough people talking about it because it's kind of an older conspiracy. Yeah. Whereas WWE 
you know, they're all bloody millennials or, or Gen X who've grown up on A, wrestling and B, YouTube. So they're all pushing more content. So there's a lot more content about it. Mm. Uh, or, or on the other hand, the <laughs> WWF deliberately set out so that you wouldn't be able to Google them with Illuminati. And I know that that court case was probably before yep. Google was a thing. Yeah. But if you are the people controlling the world, as if you don't know that Google's going to be a thing, Google the CIA-linked search engine. Yeah. You've talked to the CIA. You know what they're up to. Yeah. They're like, look, heads up. In a few years, people are going to be able to start putting the pieces together. You might want to just... We need a, a big brand to just take the focus off of us. Yeah. yeah. You might want to get your ducks in a row. Yeah. Um, and then they told them it was called Google and they were really confused. Like, yeah. what? what? What's a Google? Google? You what? call it Search Master or yeah. Alta Vista. Ask Jeeves. But the World Wildlife Fund for Nature. Yep. My impression of them has always been they're a cuddly bunch. A bunch of bloody hippies. Their yeah. logo is a panda. Yeah. And it's like, is it eating some bamboo? I think it's just sitting there. It's just sitting yeah, there. Yeah, it's just hanging out. Just sitting there, fucking the, one of the chillest animals on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. After koalas. Yeah. No, they're way chiller than koalas. Yeah, yeah. After, well, all right. No, koalas are high all the time. Yeah, that's not exactly true. On body gum but leaves. I think a koala will rip your face off given a, on a body chance. Dark I think web eucalyptus chews. I'm pretty sure a panda would probably do the same though, right? They surely no, they have you aggro. seen like, videos of pandas playing and stuff? Yeah. Oh, they're cuddly as. Yeah. There's a really fun one of like, no, nah, it's, it's going beside the point. Yeah, this pandas is exactly what they'd want us to <laughs> exactly. pandas are talking yeah, about. Yeah. Okay, so what do we know? Do we have to go right back to the start of the WWF well, to find out how yeah. this is so dodgy? Well, the, the formation of the WWF, I guess, came from wanting to preserve nature. Yeah. And the 1001... No, Club, the 1001 right? came after. Yeah. They, they were like not till the 80s that they came about. Well, I think it was 1970. Oh, okay. So the, the original one was founded by Prince Philip, famous racist. Mm-hmm. Um, and Prince, Prince Bernard. Of the, yeah, Netherlands. the Netherlands. Yeah. yeah and Prince, Prince Philip, famous um, like believer in depopulation. Yeah. As a method of saving the planet. No. So I actually... So he's... That famous quote that goes around about him saying if he came back... He'd yeah, come he wants back to be a, reincarnated as a deadly virus. Yeah. So that was... But that's a, a real quote. No, it's it's an interpretation of a thing he wrote in a book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but he, he did express that sentiment, just not in like the sinister tone. Not in the way that no. people... Not in the way that it's quoted with his name under it next to an image so on a meme. It, <laughs> it was the foreword to a book um, called If I Were an Animal. Yeah. And so I think it was, you know, obviously imagining if you're an animal... And he said, I must confess that I am tempted to ask for reincarnation as a particularly dead, deadly virus. Uh, and that was, yeah. That wasn't, I mean, it's still not a great thing to say. Yeah. But it's not, I hope I just could wipe out. Because, well, like, it's if Prince Philip has all this power and we know that the he's probably a lizard person, mm. he's founded this, this thing and they've got all this money, if he wanted to kill off a few hundred million people... He probably could pretty easily. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the thing is, depopulation in itself is not that radical a view in the environmentalist world. Mm. It's just, it gets a bit tricky when you're like, all right, so who gets depopulated? Yeah. So that's what the Prince Bernard, his, his fellow co-founder, was on about. So he was involved in eugenics. He was yeah. a big eugenics guy. And he has some pretty pretty harsh quotes about just wanting to kill off Low, the lowest parts of society. Yeah. But then he's got some other quotes where he's done a 180 and he says, no, no, what I mean by that is I want to raise their standard of living so they're all fed and, and educated. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't rather, really work though, does it? Rather than just killing them. Yeah. Uh, but what if, their skull, what if their skull shapes don't form into the like shape we need? Because <laughs> he did also say that he wasn't in the Nazi party or in the SS and all that kind of stuff, right? And then someone whipped out the ledgers. <laughs> but he... He then went. He went back and, and fought the the Nazis as well. So he uh, he was friends of the Nazis, and then it turned around and, and he became anti-Nazi later on. Either way, when it was convenient. Yeah. Either way, what we've learned is he's a mighty big flip flop. When, when Captain America came out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh wait. He yeah, he needs to make up his mind on this issue. You're either a Nazi eugenicist or you're a bloody you love giving poor people food and you hate Nazis. Hmm. Prince Bernhard. 
So they formed the World Wildlife Fund. Yeah. Um, Prince Philip, while this is all happening, was regularly going on hunts uh, to hunt rhino and, and tigers and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Up to right before they formed it, I think he yeah. went to, over to like India or something and shot him a thousand tigers or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and wore them back as a coat. Um, but I mean, he's a so what was so what was the turnaround for Prince Philip? What like flipped him on? Well, I don't think the royals have ever flipped, have they? They still love hunting. Yeah, they still love hunting. But, but he's like, just saying. So if, I think if all of the animals are hunted, there's nothing left for me to hunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that <laughs> like, was part of what I found. It's like, is it just a big cover where they're preserving all these areas of land so that he can just go and shoot all the animals in there every now and again? To cull the population for their own good. Um, so it was founded under the guise of oh, he's an environmentalist and he wants to protect these these great places that he's seen while he's out murdering animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, they, they formed it under that that basis. Yeah. So that was in the late 60s. Yeah. 1970 comes and they're like, we need to finance this. And Prince Bernard of the Netherlands and... Oh, sorry, can I... Yep, I right. I've just slandered someone. Jump in, just as I'm sorry. firing out with some fucking amazing NPR-style No, I, I think I slandered Prince Bernard. It was Julian Huxley that said the eugenic stuff. Right. And then turned well, back on that. Who's Julian Huxley then? Uh, he was another co-founder. Oh, right. right. Prince uh, Bernard was just a horrible Nazi. Yeah, yeah. And Who's probably a sneaky eugenicist? Was he even alive? I'm not sure. Well... My research shouldn't take me that far. I got too wound up in the bloody 70s and 80s where it all kicked off. I feel safe defaming Prince Bernard. <laughs> uh, um, Julian Huxley, I think, is Adolf Huxley's brother as well. All right. Who has have a book that touches very much on Brave New World? Yeah. Yeah. It touches on that, basically. Yeah, but, like, not much. Uh, he didn't... Know- in Brave New World, they were like, let's not mix these different groups. Yeah, no, no. The whole the whole plot was about one dude going and mixing. Yeah. And he was, like, shunned. Aldous Huxley also pretty keen on bloody breaking down the doors of perception. He was. He was. What does that have to do with? I, it, fit, it will fit in. Do later. we want to? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so... 1970. Get back on your on your tier, Cam. Sorry. We need to fund the WWF somehow. Yeah, the year is 1970. How do we fund whatever it is we're doing? There's administration costs up the wazoo. Yeah. Probably around $10 million. So Prince Bernhard of the Netherlands and a South African businessman. Do you have that name handy? No, I don't have the South African name handy, sorry. No, I thought you were right over the South African gear, so I didn't write it down. Oh, fine. Well, some guy. Yeah. I've, I've got the um, the dictator. We'll get to him later. Yeah, some guy from South Africa. Yeah. South African businessman and Prince Bernard are like, what if to finance the WWF, we were to get $1,000 from 1,000 people? Yeah. It was basically the start of Kickstarter. Yeah. Mm. Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> so they started this thing called... Yeah, the thousand and one club. I think it was yeah. actually it's got like a more official name involving the number thousand and one, mm, mm. but it's called the thousand and one club. Yeah, which is a thousand of like really rich people yeah. from around the world, and Prince Bernhard is number thousand and one. Yeah, they each kick in a thousand bucks, ten thousand bucks, uh, ten thousand. Yeah. yeah, and it adds up to ten million dollars a year. Yeah. So, the. Interesting thing about the thousand... Well, one of the interesting things, I'm sure there's more. (laughs) What I thought was interesting about it is that... So, because of this South African guy was one of the guys that started it. Mm. He was in a group called the Africana Broderbond. Mm. Or the Africana Brotherhood. Mm. Which was an actual secret society in South Africa of Africana Calvinists. Which is like a religious group Mm. who believed that the, the Africana people... Mm. were like God's chosen people and that it was their destiny to rule South Africa. So this was like started after the Boer Wars mm. where like the Africana people were fucked. Mm. And then you're like, all right, good on you. You've got your own stupid little Freemason thing, but yeah. you all speak funny. Yeah. <laughs> they pretty much from like apartheid to majority rule they, every prime minister and like senior figures of government and like senior figures of business and anyone who mattered in South Africa yeah. was in this secret group. <laughs> and like they did some shady shit. Well, they got caught buying newspapers yeah, that for was, propaganda, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, the, the, we can't get the newspaper to print what we want. 
And like we can get them to print a lot of shit that we want because it's pretty crazy regime. Mm. But they're like, let's just buy this newspaper. Yeah. And then let's just start an English newspaper so we can like trick these English speaking people. <laughs> it's pretty cooked. So he was on board. But part of, so one of the conspiracy theories about the involvement of the Afrikaner Broderbond in the 1001 Club is that this is, while they're in this group, which is like all of the elite, like all of these elite people mm. who also the, the membership of these of this group is not disclosed. It's one of those things where you've got this group of like a thousand of the richest people in the world, like world leaders, tops of industry, and they're like, and we're not going to tell you who we are. And it's like, well, it's okay. That's a breeding ground for conspiracy, which these blokes sort of love. Yeah. Like they get they get off on people thinking that they like run the world. Yeah. But it's like at the time there were all these sanctions against South Africa because of apartheid. And so there's sort of been suggestions over the years that the whole Thousand and One Club was a way for like South African businessmen to like get around that. Because it's like, oh, this is not like this isn't like breaking sanctions. This is just a couple of environmentalists having a chat. Whatever, you yeah. know. The other famous, one of the other famous members uh, was Mubatu, mm. the Zairean dictator, uh, who was described by Time magazine as the archety- archetypal African dictator. So I don't think he's a great dude. No. And like heads of oil companies yeah. were involved. And so it wasn't just to sponsor World Wildlife Fund. It was also like Greenpeace, I think, were being sponsored by it in some way. Mm. So it was general sponsorship of wildlife things. Yeah. But yeah, the, there was this suggestions that like, besides just greenwashing, it was sort of a way for like big businesses that are maybe not the most environmentally friendly to have a way to be like, oh, what if we directed the energies of mm. like these environmental organisations? You know, there's a lot of problems. Why do they have to deal with the one that we're causing? So one of the things I came across, BP and Shell commissioned the World Wildlife Fund to do a report. Yeah. On where the best places to mine would be. Yeah. To, to, to drill for whatever oil. Well, they're would going be. all over the world anyway. Yeah. So, and it was like, the, and that, that could be portrayed as two things. It could be portrayed as they're taking responsibility to go and do things that are going to lo- do less damage, or they're going and getting the best sweet spots from in the WWF. Lock them down. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, of, a lot of talks about the WWF. Uh, locking off big swathes of land in order for people, in order for terrorist training camps. Yeah, militias and stuff to yeah. train. And yeah, I guess if if you got a dictator involved, that's feasible. But I didn't find any other people just mentioned it like it was fact. But I didn't find any info about that. Well, one of the things that I found about the Thousand and One Club, and this actually made me sort of like the WWF a bit, was uh. There was a bit of a controversy at one point with uh, something called Operation Lock. Did you see this at all? Oh, I think I came across it, but remind me. So this was a thing that they financed really dodgily. Uh, basically, Prince Bernard took out $500,000 from the Swiss bank accounts where they kept all of the 1001 Club money. Yeah. And he gave it to mercenaries. Yes. Who went into like the jungles of Africa and just murdered poachers. Yeah. Or like... You know, protected the wildlife. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, holy shit. <laughs> but people say that that was clearing th- those areas for, like, armies to come through. Yeah. Plus, if poachers kill all the rhinos, there's nothing left for Prince Philip to go shoot. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, I mean, if you are dealing in Africa and you're dealing in poachers and any sort of military militia... You're dealing in so many grey areas, right? Yeah. Like that. There, there, was a, there was also a suggestion that, like the SAS guys, they got to go do that were then like trafficking in rhino horn. Right. Okay. So they were. Well, it's like if there's a bunch of dead rhinos lying around next to all the dead guys that you've killed. Yeah. You're gonna take the horn. It's gonna yeah. go to waste if we don't sell it and make some money. Yeah. So what do we think about all this? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I. I'm legitimately surprised there's so much more to this than I realised. Yeah. I feel like there wasn't enough... I, don't, I feel like conspiracy theorists have just kind of skipped over a lot of this. Uh, there isn't I, heaps. 
I saw a bit that was like, yeah, like the baseline. They're part of the Satanist conspiracy. Yeah. It all, like, it hooked into, like, the UN environmental stuff, like Agenda 21. Yeah. Which is, a, maybe we'll talk about one day, but which is, like, some random UN thing. I think it's to do with, like, local councils like, coming up with better ways to put the bins out or something. Mm. Uh, but, like, is held up as this ad- example of the UN has, like, some huge scheme to depopulate the earth and, like, enslave people <laughs> into, like, green armies or something. Yeah. But, uh, like, I saw one guy being like, oh, you know, the bloody WWF is part of all this and they're doing all this dodgy shit. And then in the, like, a comment on that was, like, someone saying, no, the WWF are pure of heart. It's just that Prince Bernhard and Prince Philip, who are Satanists, yeah. use it as cover. Yeah. So, yeah, the WWF, there's no doubt they do a lot of good things. Yeah. Well, no, I am doubting it. But uh, as far as I've, I've seen, they, they do well, a lot of I good I think stuff. they do a lot of good things, but it's like, yeah, I think it was the sort of thing where very early on in its lifetime, it was sort of beholden <laughs> to these mysterious interests. Yeah. Mm. You can I, be doing great things unbeknownst to the fact that you're doing it for shady yes. puppet masters. It's like the movie Cube. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it at all. <laughs> the movie Cube? No, I wasn't. Oh, well, I wasn't expecting you to mention Cube. <laughs> Uh, no, I wasn't expecting there to be anything sus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. their logo is so fucking cute. Their logo is cute. I did see some YouTube vids where the logo was was distorted into evil looking pandas. Teeth. Yeah, teeth. Like blood and stuff. One of them was gnawing on a, a skeleton, which is pretty sweet. Uh, that was good. That comes back to, I guess, what we talked about last week, the sweet, sweet graphics that people do around a lot of these things. Anything else on these guys? I just wrote down the factoid that apparently the WWF control something like 10% of the world's surface. Wow. In their parks and their reserves and their things, which, you know, could be to train militias. It yeah. could be blocking off all the best resources. That's a fair whack of land. Yeah. It's <laughs> a fair Con- whack of the earth. Considering how much... Of the earth is water. Yeah. See, I don't know whether they mean the Earth's surface is in the bottom of the ocean is the surface, or if they mm. mean the land on top. Mm. They must mean the land on the top. The land on top. Either way. But even still. Still a lot. 10%'s like... Yeah. One-tenth. One-tenth? Yeah, two-fifths. Two-fifths? No, it's not. Four-quarters. <laughs> no. It's like... Four-quarters of a tenth. It's half a fifth. I am probably would like to do some more... Oh, did you... Sorry. The Unabomber came up. Did you guys come across the Unabomber Holy stuff? No. <gasps> the Unabomber's my jam. The Unabomber who's also the Zodiac Killer. Okay, that wasn't part of it. Okay. I feel like it was a different episode. Well, then I feel like you've been duped. So he was a member of WWF at Ted some Kaczynski. point. Ted Kaczynski. Yeah. Uh, and he was involved in Greenpeace and, and all the counterculture stuff. Mm. And apparently his manifesto was very similar to a lot of the WWF like charters. Yeah. I tried to read them side by side and fuck, I got bored quickly and bailed. Yeah. Um, Ted Kaczynski was not known for like being concise. No, no. Uh, But he was apparently, uh, he was directed by British aristocracy who was was kind of directing the whole counterculture under WWF and Greenpeace and all these things to, Mm. you know. But so were they behind the Unabomber yeah, <laughs> campaign? Yeah, they were behind all of that. Isn't that like small beans? If you, like, if you're the queen, mm. like, is like pipe bombs to <laughs> random airlines or whatever really? Well, what you'd be concerning yourself with? I mean, what we've seen from from this is these guys a lot of power, a lot of money, and a lot of ten percent of the bloody earth. Yeah, yet they haven't really pulled anything off. No. I guess there are people starving and dying, but I don't think that's related to that. One of the things that was one of the videos that I come up with was talking about the Windsors mm. and their control over basically there's a f- the food cartel of the world. Mm. Like they've got their hands in Cargill, Continental, Monsanto, Archer Daniels Midland, mm. and basically dominate meat, grain, dairy, edible oils, and fats, sugar, and spices. So they could shut down food production. How much are they involved though? Did you like see... Well, no, but... Because a lot of them are like private companies, right? Yeah, but they've got their hands in them. 
What's, yeah. what they part go, of their hands? Like a finger? It doesn't or? matter how doesn't much matter. they're hands. They're the fucking royal Illuminati okay. masters. If, if, you've got a, if you've got a fucking pie and the queen comes up and jams her hand into it, yeah. are you going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll have a slice of that hand? Yeah. Of that, uh, no. Of that delicious pie? Yeah, I'll have a slice of that pie that's just someone's just slammed I don't want the fucking into. queen hand pie. Sweetie, yeah. Sweet or savoury? It's like basic food safety. Sweet or savoury pie? Either. Maybe it's a bloody sweet pumpkin pie. The best of both worlds. Because savoury pie, get a little bit of lizard hand in there. I'm not going to be too fast. Blackberry pie, I don't want a lizard hand in my blackberry pie. But even still, productivity and food supply worldwide is pretty important. Yeah. If ever you wanted to depopulate areas, cut off their food supply. And Monsanto's the fucking cooked one, right? That yeah. The fucks the <laughs> farmers over. <laughs> <laughs> they, are, they are definitely the worst. Yeah. Yeah. That's the queen. The queen's doing that to the rural farmers in the US. Do we need to look at the royal family separately? I yeah. think we probably do. Yeah. Oh, jeez. This is fucking tangled webs. It is. How cooked are we going to be at the end of like 100 episodes? <laughs> <laughs> I was ranting to Emma the other night about WWF being like a conspiracy to do with apartheid. He's just like, what the fuck? I don't want to hear this. <laughs> Can we talk about something fun? We're watching My Kitchen Rules. That's what they want you to watch. Yeah. Yeah. With Manu. Anything we to add about the WWF? I think that covers it. It was just, it was a front for apartheid. And a lot of other terrible stuff. Notice that the panda was black and white, but no, no bits of it were like black and white. What do you mean? There's no grey. Right. So Freemasons. Food for thought. Apartheid. Oh, Jesus Christ. Can we start a new podcast, Salty? I can't go. Because the Freemasons use black and white frequently as well. They do. So you can see why to jump to that. We've discussed that on the... But it's not a black and white checkered or striped panda. Well, it just look ridiculous. It looked like a, some sort of scar panda. They could have put the panda in chef pants. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty checkered. Like if you Actually, look at that, that is stripey, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, there's yeah. a... There is yeah. stripes there. And I, I've been wanting to mention this. The, the great logo of the WWF panda... Yeah. Being hit by a steel chair by another panda, a la the wrestling. I've enjoyed looking at that one over the years. That's pretty good. Yep. Shall we take a short break? Yep. Top up our sparkling water. Sure can. And come back with some fucking cooked shit like you won't believe. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> if you thought this was cooked. What are we talking about now? This, I've been pushing for this. It's taken five episodes, but we got here. Tuesday Weld, Hollywood heartthrob. Yep. Illuminati high priestess. Yep. Or Illuminati victim. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, Tuesday Weld, she's been in some television, some movies. Yeah. Bit of this, bit of that. She was a child actress. Yep. In the... 50s, 50s, 60s. She was in a few things. She was like a bit of a star. Had you ever heard of her before I brought her up? No. no. <laughs> she definitely didn't make it into the, the A-list. Yeah. It depends which A-list you're talking about. If you're uh, talking about the Illuminati Druid A-list, she's right up there. Then also 80s pop singer Tiffany. Yes. Also yeah. there. We'll get to that. So, I mean, she was apparently she was the first choice to play Lolita in Stanley Kubrick's Lolita. Yep. Right. But she turned the role down saying, I am Lolita. <laughs> right. But she was like, she was definitely switched into like, she might not have been the biggest star. She might not have been Marilyn Monroe, mm. but she was definitely like in with the in crowd. Yeah. She was sort of like Kim Kardashian before the sex tape, right. you know, in with the in crowd, but maybe not the... Best well-known person, most well-known person. Right. Mm. If you wanted to like do a cooked, yeah, I don't yeah. know. If that's a good, a good <laughs> analogy comparison. Because my research found out that she was sort of partly responsible for offing Monroe, right? Apparently, it'd be like as if before the sex tape, Kim Kardashian offed Paris Hilton. Yes. So anyway, for those millennials out there, Tuesday World is this Hollywood sort of cult figure, but uh, I got onto her. 
years and years ago, there's a, there's a book called Secret and Suppressed 2, uh, hidden, uh, Banned Ideas and Hidden Histories in the 21st Century, mm. which I think must have come out in the early noughties. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember, I cannot remember anything else about this book. Right. <laughs> which is like in a drawer somewhere or like in a box somewhere. It's where it's been for the last 10 years. But I've never been able to forget this one chapter. Of Tuesday World. Which is about Tuesday World, the Illuminati High Priestess. And basically the way it goes is, I think this is one of those things where there's like a conspiracy and you can really pinpoint where it started. Mm -hmm. Because the chapter about Tuesday World in this book is about these guys, these like cooked journalists, going to see this guy called uh, Jeff Turner. Mm who is a conspiracy nut mm. who lives out in like Santa Cruz or somewhere which I think I was just reading about Jeff Turner relating to s- no it was about this sorry carry on yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly about this yes <laughs> so he was this guy that lived out in Santa Cruz uh, apparently like they had to meet him because he had this really complex theory mm. and his theory basically was that uh Tuesday weld was an Illuminati, she was came an Illuminati high priestess through killing Buddy Holly and okay. the Big Bopper and Richie, Richie Valens mm. in the, the famous plane crash mm-hmm. which spawned American Pie. Yep. The day the music died. Yep. And then he, yeah, he, he has this sort of theory about that and then I th- it's sort of backstory for what he's actually interested in, which is the singer Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Uh, of I think we're alone now. Yep. Hot and jam. His theory is that uh, Tiffany took over the Illuminati from Tuesday Well. So they were like sort of different factions. Okay. Now he this guy, this Jeff Turner guy is fucking obsessed with Tiffany. Mm. Right. <laughs> Where I think she's she's take over the years, like their relationship has been a bit rocky. Occasionally she'll take out like a restraining order against him. Mm-hmm. But other times she's like posed in photos with him and stuff. Okay. There's a documentary about like Psycho Tiffany fans. Oh, there's a documentary about like really keen Tiffany fans <laughs> <laughs> called I Think We're Alone Now, which you can check out, which is really good, which he features in heavily. But in this chapter, like he has like a special helmet that he can use to travel through time and space to where Tiffany is. Okay. That's, that's, uh. <laughs> is this the one that there's a photo of him on the web wearing and it's just like a bike helmet with some wires hanging out of it? Yeah, pretty much. Right. But, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much the whole theory. Okay. Tuesday World was an Illuminati high priestess. Then Tiffany took over. There is also, I hadn't remembered this. I bought, I've bought the book on ebook now, mm. so I could bring myself up to date. There is another person involved, which in the chapter, they're like, for legal reasons, we're not going to say their name. We're just going to call them KM. Mm. And then at one point in the middle of the chapter, they refer to someone as Khalid Mansour. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hang on a second. <laughs> Khalid Mansour is apparently Tiffany's cousin. Okay. Now, I don't know if the Khalid Mansour in the book is the, like, guy that has... There's a whole conspiracy theory about Obama and how his Harvard education was paid for mm. by this guy called Khalid Al-Mansour, mm. who was, like... He was sort of involved with the Black Panthers. He was, like, a, a mentor to, like, Huey Newton... Mm. And guys like that. And he also had involvement with the Saudis. He was like a PR guy for the Saudis, which is, you know, whatever. But there was this whole conspiracy theory I found that uh, Obama's entire education was paid for by this guy. Mm. And it's all based, someone traced it back and it's all based on like some offhand comment a dude made on Talkback Radio once. Right. Where he's like, oh, you should look at Khalid Mansour. I think he paid for Obama's... Education, right? There's absolutely no proof of it, right? But um, yeah. So that's the sort of his cosmology has Tuesday World at the center of this Illuminati thing. But I think this is his like pet thing that he has cooked up, mm. just as backstory for Tiffany being right, head right. of the Illuminati, and people have really rolled with it. And when you look at Tuesday World, you're like, oh yeah. You could be Illuminati High Priestess. What about Tuesday World? Because I only, I think I only really found one video. Uh, I think you guys saw that. But what else? Which was involved with a lot of bands and stuff, right? And a lot of 
Um, There's a lot of references to her in popular music. Yeah, like she was Which, the influence to her for a lot of really popular songs. So it's like the song Ruby Tuesday is apparently about her, but then they've said it wasn't about her. Yeah. But why would you call it Ruby Tuesday if it's not about her? Yeah. But um, there's like a there's a few Beatles. Yeah, like the I'm the Walrus. Yeah, in the you know oh, I'm yeah. the Walrus and the Stupid Bloody Tuesday. There's also the song, but it, w- that that's the thing where people are like oh, when they say Stupid Bloody Tuesday in I'm the Walrus, they're talking about Tuesday World, and you're like, all right, maybe they are, or maybe they're just fucking pinging off their heads on yeah. LSD. But but there is another Beatles song. <laughs> she. Uh, she came in through the the bedroom window or she right. came through the window or something, right. which Paul McCartney has actually said is there's like Sunday called Monday, then Monday called Tuesday or something like what the lyric is. It's not one of the big ones. Yeah. But when they say, oh, they're like Monday called Tuesday, Tuesday called me. Monday's supposed to be like the detective, like the house got broken into. Right. And Monday is the, t- the detective who called Tuesday Weld and Tuesday Weld actually called Paul McCartney to let him know that the house had been broken into. Right. right. And so it is actually about her. Why did the detective call Tuesday Weld? I guess because he knew that she knew Paul McCartney. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he couldn't get Paul in the blower so he's like, oh, he knows Tuesday, maybe Tuesday knows I got a line to choose. But she, she was like really involved in the counterculture in the yeah. 70s in California. Like, uh, she was one of the people called in for questioning after the Sharon Tate murders. Right. Not because of any particular involvement with the family, mm. the Manson family, just because, like, a lot of, like, people that travelled in those, like, the same circles as Sharon Tate and those sort of people got called in. Mm. But she was called in over yeah. it. Um. There was also a counterculture magazine called Tuesday's Child oh, yeah. in the 70s that was supposedly named after her. And I've got to say, I had a bloody heart-stopping moment when I saw that she had this involvement with this counterculture magazine because I was like, oh, wasn't lead Zodiac Suspect, not Ted Kaczynski, he's my second favourite, yeah. wasn't lead Zodiac Suspect Richard Gikowski, the editor of a counterculture magazine? in which there were perhaps cryptic references to Zodiac stuff happening before it happened. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, no, it wasn't. It was a different, it was good times that he did. Yeah. So her involvement in the counterculture as well, she was like supposedly responsible for like getting all these people into LSD and fucking massive orgies and stuff, right? Yeah. So it makes sense that the Beatles would be pinging off their mind and wrote a song about her because she was bloody giving them the gear. Yeah, yeah. But she was also involved with like the Beach Boys. Yeah. Like she hung out with them and then, you know, they famously did hang out with Manson. Yeah. So there's a chance that she did meet Manson or people, f- she most likely met people from the family. Manson or George Bush? <laughs> well, well, indeed. Well, one Have the same. we discussed that at all or are you, am I just saying something crazy? Just in our group chat. Okay, cool. I think, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, there's a theory to, to the listeners, there's a theory that... Sh- Charles Manson and George Bush are the same person. Who's in jail then? It's not a good theory. <laughs> it was one of the, one of the things I read about. It, also, a theory was that the Manson family were a, like a private assassination squad to take out Tuesday World's competition, like okay. Kate, right? And they were put together by her and her followers. Yeah, influenced on and so is all that stuff still just stemming from Jeff Turner, his crazy well, Tiffany rants, or is I think. I think Jeff Turner started this thing because when I read this in the book, like back in the early noughties, Mm. I Googled it and I couldn't really find anything about it. And when I got on Twitter in 2009... You probably probably asked Jeeves it. Yeah. Back then. When I got on Twitter in 2009, I tweeted about it because it's like, all right, I'm on Twitter... What am I going to tweet about? Yeah. I'll tweet about my favourite fucking thing in the world. Yeah. Tuesday Weld was an Illuminati <laughs> high priestess who was deposed by Tiffany. Yeah. So I tweeted about it and I remember like a few years later Googling to see if there was any, you know, any new info. Yeah. And my tweet was like one of the first results. Right. It's like, so this hasn't really set the internet on fire. No. But I think people have gotten onto it and then they've started putting together the pieces. Okay. And there are bits that do sort of fit. Like, so... The idea that Jeff Turner has is that she killed uh, the big bopper Buddy Holly and Richie Valens. Mm-hmm. And that's that whole incident is immortalised in the song American Pie by Don McLean. Mm-hmm. Now, apparently at the time Don, that he wrote that, Don McLean was supposedly going out with uh, Tuesday Weld. Right. I don't have a non-cooked source for that claim. 
And what benefit comes from that? What benefit comes from what? From killing those guys? Yeah. Uh, that was like, that was the initiation right. Ah, okay. So are you familiar with the lyrics of American Pie? So then why would Don McLean... As the flames climbed high into the night to like the sacrificial rite. Right. I saw yeah. Satan laughing with delight. The day the music, the day the died. music died. The second half of that song gets fucking cooked. Maybe I need to listen to the because it's it's two versions, isn't it? There's a really long one and a shorter one. With a bit of radio edit, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, if you, but, but like, yeah, you look at the, you're like, oh my, my, Miss American Pie took the Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. You're like, what are you on about, Don McLean? Oh, this is just a nice song about driving your bloody Chevy around. Oh, there's a bit about being sad about something, some bloody news that made me shiver. The old bloke saying the bells don't ring anymore or some bullshit. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and there we were, all in one place, a generation lost in space, with no time left to start again. So come on, Jack be nimble, Jack be quick. Jack Flash sat on a candlestick, because fire is the devil's only friend. Oh, and as as I watched him on the stage, my hands were clenched in fists of rage. No angel born in hell, aka the Nephilim, could break that Satan's spell, and as the flames climbed high into the night to light the sacrificial rite, I saw Satan laughing with delight the day the music died. He was singing! Uh, yeah, but doesn't that get fucking cooked? It does, but but like, he he's not saying he's got glee in this. He's saying Satan's got glee, and like, it doesn't sound like he's, he's in support of what Satan's done here. Don McLean can't write a song where he's like, and it was good that they killed Buddy the Holly. big bopper. Yeah. But that was, that it was wiping out some of his competition, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, he was more adult contemporary rock where they were blues and classic rock. Yeah, but they're still the biggest talents going around at the time. Mm. He got to write a fucking great song out of it that still gets played today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. That now, is true. You came across a huge divergence while you were looking at this, didn't you, Salty? I did. I just... So, I had a whole... Lead into that whole Charles Manson thing from before. <laughs> Should I go over it? Yeah, go on. So, Marilyn Monroe, this ties back to Monroe, right? Yeah. Marilyn Monroe was killed by Weldians yeah. as a warning to the Kennedys because the Kennedys were going to blow the lid off this whole Illuminati Tuesday World thing, right? Yeah. So, because like she was on the front of Time magazine. Tuesday World? Uh, Marilyn Monroe. Mm. She's like, look how much fucking Illuminati cred I've got. I'm on the fucking cover of Time magazine. I'm assuming that's not a direct quote. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm assuming. So, World teamed up with The Overlap, which was known as the Process Church of the Final Judgment, a 60s offshoot of Scientology, worshipping uh, Jehovah, Lucifer, Satan, and Jesus. Yeah. All of them. Okay, it's a diverse bunch. The Holy Quadrilogy. Yeah. yeah. Royal Flush. Royal Flush, right? <laughs> So it was the process church that taught Charles Manson everything he knew right. about being a cooked unit. Yeah. yeah. This is this is real stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the Manson family was then used by that church as their private hit squad. All right, that's less real. To take <laughs> out Tuesday World's competition. Or is okay. it? That's where that came from. World Nazi Network. <laughs> International fascism. I like how you just like, that's where that came from. World Nazi Network. Like, yeah, yep, cool. Yeah, we're on board. No, no explanation needed. Keep going. It's all part of the, uh, the overlapping. Yeah. No, but all this, like all this Weldian and that stuff, it all. So there are all these different factions mm. vying for control of the Illuminati. Okay. It's basically ha- what it's expanded into. Yeah. Um, and then that also tied into the World Nazi Network and Joe McCarthy and the the McCarthy trials, mm-hmm. trying to out communists in Hollywood, was actually targeting the Druid- Druidic. Illuminati's in Hollywood, yeah. wow. which is who Tuesday World is with. Yeah, nothing to do with communism. Yeah. Just outing the Illuminati's. Now, one cold February day, <laughs> this plane is sitting there on the runway. The engines are idling. Yeah. Buddy Holly's sitting in the departure lounge with the big bopper and Richie Valens, yeah. and Waylon Jennings is with them. Yeah. And Waylon Jennings has got a ticket for this plane, yeah. and he's like. Big Bopper, I know you've got to go get on the bus, but you, you're fucking sick as a dog, mate. Yeah, and it was a cooked bus. It was a cooked bus. The bus was fucked. You don't want to put Big Bopper on a bus. No. No, but no, you don't want to put the... If the Big Bopper's got a bloody cold... Yeah. You don't don't want to put him on this bus where like where they 
I think someone got frostbite in that yeah, bus. Yeah, the bus was fro- like freezing. Right. Stupid. Yeah. That's probably where he got his cold because he was riding on this fucking cooked bus yeah. and Waylon Jennings is up in the air sipping what cocktails. What was that dude who was famous bloody voice box? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Waylon Jennings is like, you know what, mate? Take my plane ticket. You bloody fly off. Noble Waylon Jennings. Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming this isn't going to take a turn. And <laughs> Buddy Holly turned to Waylon Jennings and went, ha well, I hope your bloody bus freezes. And Waylon Jennings went, well, you know what? I hope your fucking plane crashes. <laughs> that's, let, that's a funny joke Let me guess what happened The bus froze Bus froze, plane crashed Yeah Did the bus actually freeze it? I don't know no. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't really matter Now We're talking about connected Connections and Illuminatis And Waylon Jennings being such a generous guy To give his plane ticket To The Big Bopper Or Did Waylon Jennings know That the plane was going to go down And was like Oh fuck this I'm saying <laughs> did, did he know? Well, this Maybe. is what we're getting at. Right. Are you aware of the, uh, the classic Highwaymen supergroup? Uh, I am, yes. Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. Yep, four people. Chris Christopherson, famously a lizard. Yep, we've discussed that before. Uh, I think that is one of David Icke's yep. Yep. things. Now, we fell into this rabbit hole of a video all about the Highwaymen song, The Highwayman. Yeah. Fucking sick song. Brilliant song. Oh, what a great song. It's like... The the thing about the Highwayman song, The Highwayman, is it's fucking sick all the way through, yeah? Yeah. It's like each bit is sicker than the last. It's yeah. Like, oh, you're a Highwayman. Get fucking hung. Yeah. You're a bloody pirate. You fucking fall in. Whatever. You're a damn builder. Oh, no, you fall... Like You're like, oh, a damn builder. This is going to be the the weak spot of the song. Now nah, it falls into a bloody concrete grave. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, this, oh, has been a, this has been a sick song. Let's wrap it up. And then they're like, I fly starship across the universe divide. It goes fucking epic in sci-fi. It's so, it's a bit of a weird turn. Yeah. But it's it, good. It's, but the, the thing is, each of those guys <laughs> dies, yeah. but doesn't. They come back. Yeah. As a white horse. As a white horse. Or a rider on a in white horse. In the video, horse. a rider on a white yeah. horse. Four horses. Four horses. Four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah. Also the four horsemen, a famous fucking wrestling tag team. Yes, there is a a famous wrestling tag team. Holy shit, I had only just thought of that then. (laughs) How did we not think about this earlier? So? So, the whole The Highwayman video is just full of Illuminati imagery, Satanist imagery. Apparently. I saw like 30 seconds of, of... the video. Yeah. There was a lightning. There's lightning in it. Yeah. Which is like Lucifer. It's also weather, a common weather <laughs> phenomena. Well, yep. this is true. <laughs> Here we have the highwaymen, the highwaymen being the tools of the Illuminati and Satanists. Yeah. Going all the way back to bloody Buddy Holly's death. Yeah. And Waylon Jennings going, holy shit, I've got to get off this plane. Yeah. What's the timeline here between Buddy Holly's death and the highwaymen? Oh, when song did that come out? out? The early 90s or something? Yeah. <laughs> a bit of a distance. Bit of a distance. Right, okay. But, but also, that, that video was like, oh, and also they're all in the CIA. <laughs> With no proof of it. No. So, what is the purpose of the Highwayman video then? Just to rub it in our faces? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Okay. So like like all the Illuminati things they put in popular culture. He's rubbing it right it's, in. It's pre-warning us for, obviously, the coming of the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, which is going to be Waylon Jennings and yeah. <laughs> Willie Nelson. We <laughs> looks... <laughs> This is awesome. Zom- <laughs> zombie Waylon Jennings, yeah. zombie Johnny Cash, Chris Christopherson and Willie Nelson, yeah. still famously alive. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a dope concert. Literally. Yeah. Uh, you get buddy Tuesday. Oh, no, she's not a singer. Tiffany. Tiffany. We- get Tuesday World too. She's- so also in like 2001, Tuesday World and Chris Christopherson were in a movie together. Right. Old buds. Go way back. Yeah. I think she died in 2001. Tuesday no. World? Yeah. She's alive. She's alive. Oh, who died in 2001? I don't know. I don't know. That was her last credit though. Her oh, act- okay. active years on the internet are until 2001. She's 73 years old though now. Or is she? Uh, so the other thing that... Uh, well, there's a, like there's a lot of different things. One of the main things that people sort of incorporate, there was this show called Route 66, which was sort of like a Twilight Zone sort of... Uh, what do you call those shows? Like a different thing every week. Yeah. 
But it was sort of, it did also have a continuing narrative. It was like The Twilight Zone meets On the Road okay. by Jack Kerouac. And mm-hmm. I think Jack Kerouac tried to sue them. Really? Because they're like, we're just a couple of blokes on the road on, <laughs> on Route 66 and crazy shit keeps happening. I think we have like a different job every week and sometimes they're crazy jobs. Just doing some hitchhiking. Hello, Bill Gainsborg. So, <laughs> thank you. Pe- Route 66 is actually really popular with a lot of conspiracy people. Yeah. Because there's so many different things like that you can sort of compare to actual events that happened later on mm. and be like, oh, yeah, this is a bit of predictive programming. Also, Route 66 is a road that this was another moment where I was like, <laughs> I saw Route 66, the actual road. Yeah. The theory is that it was built by Masons. Yeah. As like an occult, like a self-fulfilling occult trip that people would go along. Mm. So you go past all of these sort of like occult locations of occult significance. Okay. Wasn't it, it's not really clear because all of these sites use the exact same term. They're like, it's a self-fulfilling occult trip. It's like, yeah. what does that mean? Yeah. Mm. Do you mean it's like a like a Mandela prayer wheel? Yeah. That by people driving it along are powering some sort of satanic prayer? Mm. Or if it's just like, Doing a Hajj to Mecca, mm. but for the Illuminati. But you're getting like you're getting some sort of power from everyone doing it. If it's the latter, yeah, wouldn't they market it as that to get people like us, your weirdos, your goths, all of these people that are super into occult things, like to to, to do that trip? No, it's good marketing because you don't want all of the normal people to be like, I can't be part of this. I can't be powering the Illuminati Satanist machine with their. <laughs> Esoteric prayer machine But wouldn't this Route 66 have been Predictive programming For us to be okay with Powering the Illuminati Prayer machine Maybe Well here's the thing About the road Route 66 Mm. It was built by Masons (laughs) And they 100% Really did call it Route 66 Because 66 is a master number Right It's 233s Yeah Yeah. It is 233s I didn't realise this Because All of these Idiots that we look at Are obsessed with 33 Yeah but like the Masonic numbers are like 11, 22, and then 33, but there are other master numbers. Okay. Pretty much any double digit, like 44, 55, 66, 77, they're all master numbers. And then you get into like triple numbers, like 111, ah. 222. Not 666, that's a different thing though. Well, that would be one too. That'd have to be <laughs> one. <laughs> anyway, they it was actually built by Masons and that's literally... They're like, all right, we've got like between 60 and 70 to choose from. Let's call it 66 because it's a master number. It's like, all right, I can't blame anyone for being like, hmm, that's weird. Even though besides that little bit of it, their real intention was like, oh, we could promote business in our own like little state if there was a nationwide set of intersecting highways. (laughs) So what... (laughs) We need somewhere for someone, people to get their kicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there's a sh- <laughs> there was this show called Route 66 and there's all like, you can derive a lot of stuff from it, but there was an episode that starred Tuesday Weld as a Marilyn Monroe-esque figure mm. wearing a fucked mask that oh, I had. Yeah, that I, had mask. A, I had a fucking nightmare about last night. Can I see this on the YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I'm looking this up. I saw that clip of the mask and I was just like, what What the fuck has tur- this video turned into? And I was like, oh no, it's that fucking show. Oh, so you did the, the full episode. Because I want to see the I want to see episodes of this. Oh, I don't know, I just saw a clip of that. Oh yeah, of the I, think mask. You can, I think you can find Route 66 on on YouTube or thereabout. So, so she she's was on in, the show. She was in the show. There's like a lot of things. She was playing sort of a Marilyn Monroe-esque figure. Which isn't a stretch based on her sort of role and... Yeah. Yeah. In Hollywood. Mm. But there was like, there was stuff in it like uh, at one point they drive past a road sign where it's like Kill Kenny three miles. Mm. And it's like Kill Kenny or Kill Kennedy? Yeah, it, was, it was Kill Kenny, yeah. Oh, you're saying it could mean Kill Kennedy. This is what people say, but it's the hidden symbolism in this. It's like Kill Kenny? Oh, Kill Kennedy. And she sort of looks like there's moments where she looks similar to like Jackie O. Mm. Like in after like Kennedy is killed and she's got like the mar- like her veil on and stuff. They're like, oh, very similar sort of look. So there's this whole predictive programming thing that this episode with Tuesday World 
was predictive programming for the Kennedy assassination. Right. And there was also stuff like, I think it was shot, part of it was shot in Dallas. <laughs> okay. It's like, there's enough stuff where you're like, oh yeah, maybe. Um, oh, interesting. He sounds like he's... I did watch a video. Slowly turning. I did watch a video that <laughs> completely turned me off all of this, which was by Apostle Laura Lee. Oh, Apostle uh, Laura Lee. I've got stuff about her. <laughs> of you the Church first. of Philadelphia. She put out this video about Tuesday World where she gets into that whole JFK thing. Uh, she does this. I just want to mention this before we talk about the other stuff she mentions about Tuesday World, <laughs> which is she notes the Kilkenny thing. And she does this thing that lots of these people do where she has this completely bizarre gap in her knowledge where she's like oh, you see the road sign kill kenny three hours and then she's like kill kenny kill kennedy it's like hang on just let's just go back a second did you say that the road sign indicates how many hours it is until we get to the location <laughs> that's not how a road sign works <laughs> well maybe it does on route 66 Maybe. But yeah, she's put out this video. Uh, she puts out a lot of videos in the transvestigation Yeah, she's she's genre. a big transvestigation proponent. It's another thing that keeps coming up. If you don't know what transvestigations are, check out episode three, yeah. Transvestigations well, at the End of the World. No, go to episode one mm-hmm. and catch right up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So she put out a video about Tuesday World. It's called uh, Tuesday World Man Cloning <laughs> JFK Tie-In, which... <laughs> The start of the video, she's like looking at photos of Tuesday World. She starts out with her as a child actress, and she's like, "Here's a photo of her, of her as a, as a little, a little girl. Look at her man jaw. <laughs> <laughs> That's a man jaw. Did you, did you see the one where she's wearing pajamas? Yeah, and like it was just like normal pajamas. Mm. And Laura Lee was like, "Is that age appropriate?" She's looking at her posing suggestively. <laughs> She's just standing there in pajamas. Look at that of, look on her face. I think she was yeah. She was saying the look on her face was not age appropriate. Yeah, like she was just sort of doing a normal look. Yeah, it just I didn't think it was creepy. Now I'm creeped out by it all. But anyway, she's like, she does this video where she's like, mad. I think there's a. Did you say there's a photo where you see her back? She's got like a top on, like a low sided thing, with, and her back's arched, and she goes, "Look at that man back." <laughs> <laughs> So this video is like, all right, here's some photos of Tuesday World as a child, clearly a man. Here she is as an old woman, again, clearly a man. Here she is sort of like at the height of her career. Hmm, looks like a man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then it gets into all the JFK stuff until like, this is like a 15 minute video or something. And then the last 30 seconds, she's like, here's a big reveal. Tuesday World, the actress, has become the lead singer of Electro Swing Band, The Real Tuesday World. Which, that's the name of the band. Yeah. Is it, so that's a giveaway that, that that's a clue. That it's really Yeah, that, that was a little a clue. Pretty cl- cryptic. And then they, <laughs> then they have a photo of the guy from The Real Tuesday World. And she's like, same person. It's like, no, it clearly... They look completely different. They yeah. look any more different. Different ages. Well, she does talk a lot about cloning, right? The, oh, that's that right. Yeah, she, she said it's it was a, a clone of Tuesday the World. The male clone. Mm. Yeah. Who looks nothing like Tuesday World. Yeah. He and looks a bit weird, but not like a harsh. woman. Yeah, he just—he just looks like a normal electro swing guy. Yeah, and yeah. let's not get like—I'm not one of them hook into electro swing. Yeah, like no one at this table's musical tastes are pure. No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it's fair. <laughs> now, having said all this. Tuesday World Illuminati High Priestess, or perhaps Tuesday World Illuminati Bloody Victim. We haven't even got to that part yet. Jeez, this could have been its own show. So there's this whole other theory that uh, Tuesday World was part of like Project Monarch. Oh, yeah. Which is a subdivision of the MKUltra program. Yeah. Which is where it gets complicated because MKUltra was a real thing. Yeah. A real failed thing though, wasn't it? Oh, sort of. I mean, it was the CIA experimenting with whether they could use LSD for something. Yeah, probably mind control. Maybe for interrogate, like advanced interrogation. Mm. Maybe for just having sweet parties. Yeah. Project Monarch. I don't think it's based on anything that really happens, mm. but it's this theory that this woman came up with, who I think does have some sort of. She is into this Tuesday World stuff, mm. but her theory is that uh, Project Monarch was this. It all ties. It ties MK Ultra into like the satanic ritual panic from the eighties. 
which for those who don't know, uh, was a thing where there was this huge media hysteria in the 80s that was actually a really fucking huge thing where Mm. people thought that all of these, like, um, kindergartens were being run by Satanists. Yep. As, like, basically child farms to, like, abuse children. Yeah. Like, people actually went to jail over it and there was, like, police station, like, full... There was a whole industry of, like, teaching cops about, like, satanic ritual abuse. Right. It was really massive, but she ties all that into MK Ultra. So the reason that they do the satanic ritual abuse, it turns out, mm. is to create uh, like multiple personalities in people. Okay. So via trauma, you can create a different personality or an alter. Fracture their mind. Yeah. Mm. And there's a bunch of different like types of personality you can create. So there's the alpha. Yep. Who have like the power to like memorize things from one like one glance. They could like memorize a whole page from just looking at it for a second. Uh, there's there's the beta mm-hmm. type, which is like sex slaves. They're like a they have like the personality of a kitten. And I think the idea is that Tuesday World is supposed to be one of these. Okay. Submissive. Yeah. Personality of a kitten. Yeah. Sex slaves. Yeah, and then they get you. Like Mate, just, you could bang a kitten <laughs> so easy. <laughs> Where are these bloody sultry sex slave kittens hanging out? That's weird. That's a weird thing to say. Yeah. Well, no, then there's uh, the Delta, yep. which is sort of like the Manchurian candidate assassin yep. who they use to off people. And then there's the Theta, which is like... Fuck it. <laughs> this is where... Actually, no, they're all cooked. They're all equally cooked. Okay. But the Theta uh, personality is like a satanic, like satanic psychic powers. Right. <laughs> That's... And that they're supposed to come from like people who are part of like the satanic bloodlines are like sort of more likely to be thetas. And then there's this whole other thing where multiple personality disorder or like disassociative identity disorder, I think is what it's referred to now, yeah. didn't exist until they came up with this. Mm. And so stuff like me, myself, and Irene, mm. uh, Fight Club, mm-hmm. and like other. Movies. M. M. Night Shyamalan's new movie, Split. Yep. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that, but yep. All uh, programming, predictive programming to get us used to the idea of dissociative identity disorder, even though all of these personality things are supposed to be a secret. Yes. Where it's like you don't want people to know that you've created a like brainwashed assassin. <laughs> so that doesn't actually make sense, but at least they've incorporated, at least they've made... Predictive programming means something. Yes. It's like, all right, they had to get us used to the idea that multiple personality disorder was a thing because they were going, like, they were inventing it. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, no, we didn't invent it. This is just a normal thing that happens to Jim Carrey. So she was predict. So she was MK Ultra to have. Yeah. She is got, that where this started? She got, yeah, she got yeah. Project Monarch yeah. into this whole thing. To be a beta. Yeah. But turned out to be a theta, right? Yeah. Ah, because she's of the satanic bloodline. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. She's not a sex kitten. She's a she's a fucking high priestess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes you bloody think. But yeah, the, there's like a whole other symbology thing because all of these things have triggers, and so it could be anything from like the Mickey Mouse symbol, right, to like just a word in your ear. So the movie Zoolander, yeah, touches on this with yeah. this this kind of thing. Uh, it also touches on the name Mugatu. Similar to Mubatu mm. from the first segment. More predictive programming. Fucking more predictive. Male models. Mm. Shall we wrap up the Tuesday World discussion? Yeah. Did I you, think, do I, you have any more, Salty? Oh, no, I don't think so. I don't think Robbo <laughs> expected me to have so much. Jeebus. I had something else, but it's, it's not even like related. and It's just, nah, fuck it. Not even going to talk about it. Bit of housekeeping. Yes. We all made a pact last week not to watch any more PK Truth videos. Yeah. Who amongst us can say they are innocent of such a crime this week? None of us. It would have been really funny if my cat meowed at that point. Yeah. We just are, some crickets in there. Yeah, yeah. We're all guilty. Oh, God. PK Truth has gone off the rails even further than we thought he had. Yeah. Uh, again, if you're not up to speed, please go back and listen to the first episode. I think last week I made the prediction that the next time we'd see him in the news would be him getting in trouble for doing something. Mm. He was getting up to no bloody good. Mm. Oh, it was hassling the big issue guy. 
My new prediction is the next thing we'll see him in the paper for is he's just going to get the shit kicked out of him <laughs> by somebody because <laughs> he's started just going up to random people and talking to them. Um, they were doing it in the pub. He's doing yeah. pub talk with pub talk with PK. Seems to be a new segment that he's yeah, pushing. Him and who's that guy? Rock, oh no, uh, smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. On the old and his son, and they keep blurring his son's yeah, face yeah. out, but not PK's. And then slightly similar to that smoke and mirrors, and someone else were talking to a taxi driver. Yeah, yeah. Joe and the hero taxi driver. Yeah, that's right. Lou the, the hero. Lou the hero. The, the, and then they were talking to him, and he twigged to like what they were doing. Yeah, and he's like, oh, say hi to PK. And they started giggling like schoolgirls and ran away. And ran ran away. <laughs> why? Why would you run away? I don't get what they were doing. Um, they also put out a video where, like, you know, like the newspaper stand guys yep. in the city. There was like they were telling him about the whole thing and like asking him what he'd seen. He's like, "Oh, I just saw the car go down there," and they're like, "How could you? When it didn't even happen? How much have they paid you? Like, how much has Robert Doyle paid you?" And at that point, he's like, "Twigged. Oh, yeah. okay." You know, I'm a guy that works at a newspaper stand in the CBD. Yeah. I deal with, you know, my share of crazy yeah, yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. Who buys newspapers from a fucking stand? Yeah. How do you get your newspapers? Your bloody ivory tower. Mm. Hand delivered. So, he's like, he just stops engaging. He's like, all right. Yeah, yeah. righto. Yeah, have a good day. Yeah. See you later. And they're like... PK's just yelling at him, you liar, you're a liar. Yeah. And he calls him a dog or yeah. a pig or something. You're lying, yeah, dog. Yeah. And the guy's just standing there. He's like, yeah, whatever. And his mate's standing there just like, yeah, that's yeah. a bit weird. And then they walk away and they're like, oh, yeah, we really gave it to him. Hey, you see how he was shaking? He must have been yeah. shitting himself. See him shit himself? <laughs> it's like, no, he no. told you you have a nice day and to go off and have your own business. Um, And he, he, then he's been just approaching randos, say, in the pub or on the street and just saying to them, do you know about this? And they kind of like, yeah, I heard something yeah. about it. That Kiwi bloke that just didn't, couldn't yeah. give a fuck. And like, then he it was just, all over the news. Just started going in like for like 15 minutes telling this guy his whole fucking recap. Yeah. yeah. And same with the guy in the pub. What, like, what's his, what is he doing here? <laughs> it's just very slowly evangelizing this theory. Yeah. One person at a time. All right. We're going to wrap this thing up. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we've... Uh, uh, if you'd like to leave a review on iTunes... We would really appreciate it because it will help us go up in the society and culture charts. Yeah. Uh, leave us a review or a rating. We're coming for you, two dope dads. Mm. Fucking two dope dads. Yeah, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> couple, couple of dads just smoking some dope, I presume. Yeah, I think that's the premise. They're drinking beers. They're drinking crafties. Speaking of crafties, you can find me on the internet at all of a time. <laughs> Salty. Speaking of arts and crafts, you can find me at, at Saltmarsh, Andrew Saltmarsh Illustration on Facebook. Speaking of being one crafty motherfucker, you can find me at Sexenheimer or on my other podcast, Gather Around Me. I want to plug the musical work of Mike Mills, aka Toe Hider, because you will hear a song of his that he wrote about our podcast at the end of this episode. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Mike Mills from Toe Hider. Hypothopod on Twitter. Yep. And Hypothetical Institute on the Facebook. Yeah. Hypotheticalinstitute.com. We'll Redirect you somewhere. Yeah. All right. Uh, cheers, everyone. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. I said, don't worry about a thing. Except maybe the fluoride in our water supply contains mind altering drugs. Whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia I said don't worry about a thing I accept you can definitely hear John Lennon say I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever Ooh, Don't worry about a thing Except not only did Bush do 9-11 but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51 which Let's not forget where all of the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing. Except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just blind if you can't see them. Why don't you open your eyes?